Welcome to a new episode of Chiefs Wire Podcast. I'm Ed Easton Jr. On today's episode, we check in on the weekly press conferences to see what's the big news out of Kansas City's camp. But first, as always, we start off with Chiefs Wire Managing Editor, Charles Goldman. Okay, Charles, anything that stood out to you from last week's victory over the Raiders? Well, besides the sheer and utter domination of the Raiders, I mean, what more can you possibly ask for from, from Raiders week, right? I, we just, you love to see it. You love to see it. Um, this is exactly the type of win that Kansas City needed to kind of propel them through the rest of the season. I mean, big confidence boost when you get a win, uh, such a dominant win over your rival, especially when there's talk like, hey, you know, you fell off, you're not... You're not the same team you once were and stuff like that. So huge motivator uh, to know that they can still beat the brakes off the Raiders. Um, I think this week, I'm going to give the defense some praise, though, Ed, uh, because that unit, I mean, they were pitiful early on this season. They couldn't stop anyone. You know, getting to the red zone, you're scoring points. It didn't matter. Uh, They were allowing over 30 points per game, really through the first five games of the season. And then just snap significantly improved in recent weeks and i mean it's to the point where they're allowing i mean just over like 16 points fewer per game so i mean they're just completely dominant against Derek carr on third down last week and that was huge uh because you know kept kept that team off the field gave the ball back to patrick Mahomes, and let the offense do their thing and uh you know, Carr didn't really stand a chance. I think their team was one of nine on third down during the game. I mean, that's just, that's brutal. And, uh, and you know, the pressure was outstanding on the defensive side of the ball. Only resulted in a pair of sacks, but uh, this is the first time this season that the team had back-to-back games with 20 or more pressures. And, uh, you know, they say that pressures are better than sacks. <laughs> I, I don't know that I agree, but, hey, I mean, if you're uh, pressuring the quarterback, you're getting you're getting after him. You're doing uh, some good things. So uh, I think they're becoming the type of uh, complementary force that this team needs to be competitive down the stretch and uh, and th- into and throughout the playoffs. I mean, we've always talked about you know just just give Patrick Mahomes a decent defense and you know he'll he'll go far and. Uh, I'm starting to feel that this group is becoming that decent defense that they need to go far. Do you believe Patrick Mahomes has finally solved the issues from the first half of the season? Um, I think it's more than just Patrick Mahomes. I think really the whole offense looked collectively in tune with the game plan this week. They were much more in rhythm than they'd been in recent weeks. Um, but but on Mahomes, he, he knew what to look for when Gus Bradley's defense went to those like two high zone looks that have been really frustrating him lately. Like he'd see that, he would still scan the field and see if, you know, anything was coming open, but then he would look for the check down like immediately. But before, he really wasn't doing that. He was always with his eyes downfield and he rarely looked into the flats for his check down. Um, and I mean, obviously I think, you know, Daryl Williams, his big game, uh, catching the football says something about that but uh, and then also for Mahomes his pocket presence was just really good and under control this week it hadn't been in recent weeks he kind of had like happy feet and was moving around and had a lot of like unnecessary movement and, and that caused some errant throws and some issues um, but this week pocket presence really good really under control 
And, and I think it's saying something because the Raiders have statistically the two most productive edge rushers in the league uh, on their team in, in Max Crosby and, and Yannick Ngokwe. So um, I, I feel like it, that was just a really positive sign uh, for Mahomes. And then he was getting the ball out quickly. Um you know, in recent weeks, he'd kind of been holding on to it a little bit too long. It's like if you got to the 2.5 second mark and he was still holding on to it, bad things were going to happen. <laughs> you know, he's either going to scramble or uh, force a throw or, you know, a lot of the interceptions he threw this season, they came after that, that 2.5 second mark. So um, getting the ball out quick when he had been holding on to it just a smidge too long. I think that, that was just a really big improvement from him. And I, I think – you know, the stuff that we saw from Mahomes this week, he can build on that and, and continue to improve on that and get that into his repertoire more than it had been this season. And then back to the rest of the offense, I mean, I, I think they had a better idea of what to do as well. Um, it, it, this was the first week in a long time, it, at least for me, that it felt like we saw, you know, KC running a lot of like screen passes. We haven't seen that this season. It really felt like Andy Reid's fingerprints were were all over the game plan this week. Kind of reminded me a lot of um, the offense that we saw when Alex Smith was still here, right? You know, a lot of these quick, uh, short throws, getting your guys open space, letting them make plays, um, and and getting the ball to your guys and kind of just moving it down the field efficiently. I, I just think that that they're kind of switching up that style. Just to maybe, I mean, you're still going to have the big plays uh, with Patrick Mahomes. He still has the arm talent. He still has uh, the ability to make things happen. I mean, you saw like the, the left-handed pass on the first play of the game. But uh, <clears throat> I think that you know switching to this style of offense is going to give him a lot more freedom to make those plays happen because he's not going to be pressing to, to make them happen. They're going to come more organically, uh, and, and I think it's going to like help help. You know, offense just be more productive and, and, and look a little bit better than what we've seen kind of, uh, you know, as they've struggled in this, like, middle stretch of the season here. Do you believe the acquisition of Melvin Ingram has rejuvenated the Chiefs' pass rush recently? Yeah, I think uh, he definitely gets a share of it for sure. Um, I mean, he already has six pressures, and he's only played two games, so that's quite productive. I uh, still looking for that first sack, but he's been close. He's definitely been close. Uh, his presence has given Steve Spagnolo the confidence to play Chris Jones inside more frequently, which is a big deal because we know that Jones, he playing defensive tackle, that's what he's meant to do. I, I know he can do both, but but this guy is just dominant at the defensive tackle spot. He's too quick, uh, he's too big, and, and he's just too mean for these offensive linemen to really handle uh, consistently. And then, of course, you know, Frank Clark, uh, he's really starting to look healthy again. He's playing some of the best football of his career these past couple of weeks. Um, and you have guys like Jaron Reed who are finally showing up. He had a big game last week. He had one of those two sacks uh, that, that the Chiefs defense had. Alex Okafor, Mike Dana, uh, Tershawn Wharton, those guys are kind of, you know, dialing things back, playing some more uh, rotational roles that they're probably better suited towards. So I, I think, yeah, I mean, Ingram's presence absolutely uh, plays a part in, in the pass rush performing better. Uh, I, I don't think it's the only reason. I think it's kind of a combination of things. But, but yeah, there, there's no question about it that, that Ingram being here uh, is a big deal for the pass rush. Should we expect more from Daryl Williams in the passing game after Sunday's performance? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, he did tell Patrick Mahomes that, that he's really a re- quote-unquote receiving back. <laughs> so, uh, and, and I mean, looking back at his career, I think that's kind of accurate. Uh, I mean, college, maybe not so much, but in his rookie season uh, in 2018, his first big game, he had two catches against the Chargers for 19 yards and a touchdown. That was his first NFL touchdown. And then uh, the next season, he had uh, two back-to-back games that, that were big games as a pass catcher. I think it was against Baltimore and Detroit. Um, and then, look, th- this season, he's built on it, too. He's done a good job catching passes this year. He has two games where he's caught 100% of the passes that have gone his way. 9-9 uh, nine nine last week for over 100 yards. 6-6 six six against the Giants for over 60 so, I, I mean, I think that's definitely his role to lose in Kansas City moving forward. And, and I'm not sure that Clyde Edwards-Hilaire really impacts that all that much when he returns. Because, I mean, e- even though we were sold on Edwards-Hilaire as a, a pass-catching back when, when he came out of LSU, uh, I, he just hasn't been that in the NFL. In the NFL, excuse me. And um, I, I just think that... Uh, you know, I mean, does Edwards Elaire make that catch in the end zone that that Daryl Williams made? I, I don't think I don't think that happens. I I don't think he's high pointing any catches anytime soon. So, I I, I think that there's definitely a role for for Daryl uh, in the passing game after Sunday, and, and I think that they're probably going to try to feed him a little bit in that uh, moving forward. What was your reaction to Creed Humphrey's acting job on the Raiders encroachment penalty? Yeah, that was pretty hilarious, wasn't it? I, I had a, a fun time watching that play out live. But, um, yeah, I think it just speaks to how beyond his years he has been as a rookie, right? Because, uh, I mean, he gave that a really good sell job to make sure that the referees caught it, and they did. I think they probably would have without the flop, but um, it was still, I, I mean, it was good. It was funny. But uh, that's not something that rookies usually are aware enough to do, right? It's usually like the veteran players who, you know, a guy comes across and touches you, they're falling over or whatever, or pointing or, you know. But uh, I just think, again, you know, Creed, he's been outstanding overall this year. Uh, he's currently pro football focus's number one graded center and just their number four offensive lineman in the league overall. So, I mean, he should he should be in consideration for the Offensive Rookie of the Year award, uh, but they never give it to a player who isn't a quarterback, running back, or wide receiver, so prepare to be disappointed there. But I just think that that, uh, that penalty and the little acting job he did, I think that is just kind of underscores how good he's been this season. Who do you believe is the X Factor heading into Week 11 versus Dallas? Yeah, so I I said this for uh, my USA Today Sports Weekly preview, um, but I think that uh, X Factor the, the X Factor this week is going to be Chris Jones, um, and, and Dallas. I mean, statistically speaking, they have one of the best offenses in the NFL. Um, they've been extremely productive this year with Dak getting back in there. Um, obviously, Ezekiel Elliott. They've got uh, Ceedee Lamb. They've got Mari Cooper. They've got all this talent. Um, Dalton Schultz uh, on the offense. They're a really solid offensive line. So, I mean, Kansas City's going to need to be disruptive this week. Um, I, I feel like the interior of the offensive line has been a little suspect at times for Dallas, uh, especially their starting center, Tyler uh, Be- Um 
And if I'm Kansas City, I'm just playing Chris Jones right over the center, having a linebacker come up and and mug the B-gap so the guards are kind of late to double-team Jones. And and then you have to remember, like, there's going to be a little bit of friendly rivalry at play here, right? Because uh, Jones, he played at Mississippi State with Prescott, with Dak Prescott. So, uh, you know, when these two teams played in 2017, Jones didn't get a a sack on his former teammate. Uh, They did swap jerseys, but... I think he's looking for that sack. He's looking for that big performance against against his guy, and, and I'll bet he gets that sack this week. And as always, are there any particular stories from Chiefs Wire you would like to highlight from the past week? Yeah, so uh, definitely check out our story on the Preston Road Trophy if you haven't already. Uh, that's kind of a really cool subplot to this Chiefs-Cowboys game this week, and uh, a lot of fans really don't know about it. So uh, check that out. Um, we also have, you know, a lot of different preview content, uh, plenty of post-game content from, from the week 10 walloping of the Raiders. Gotta love that. And, uh, yeah, we got, we got a bunch of stuff over at chiefswire.com. So be sure to check that out. We appreciate, uh, you all for, for tuning into the show and reading the website this week and every week. I, I mean, we couldn't do it without your support. So, uh, thank you again. Give yourself a pat on the back for that. And uh, you know, you know what time it is, Ed. <laughs> you know what time it is. It's time for me to hit everybody with the Go Chiefs. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm from the, around that area, um, so my dad was a big Dallas Cowboys fan, so I got to watch a lot of games growing up, um, but uh, I won't be a fan this week for sure. What stands out to you the most when you look at that Cowboys defense? Yeah, I mean, they play extremely hard. I think that's the, the main thing. They have playmakers over there, but they, they don't give up on any play. They're flying around trying to make plays happen, and um, whenever you have defenses that have playmakers and play, play hard every single play, that's a, that's a tough defense to go, go up against. Yeah, I think just taking what was there, especially early in the game, um, not trying to force it, um, letting the big plays kind of come to me. And I think we saw that when you're patient, you take what's there and you execute, uh, defense will, uh, will eventually come up and then you'll, you'll be able to hit some of those shots uh, later in the game. Patrick, you've talked about Dak before as a guy you watch video of and try to learn some things. Mm-hmm. What, what are your thoughts on his game and, and have you learned anything from the way he plays? Yeah, I mean, for sure. I mean, first off, I mean, he's a tremendous leader. I mean, that's that thing that you can see that even when you're just watching uh, as a fan of of him and and the, of them. And so for him, to, he's a tremendous leader. He's been a starter in the league for a long time now. He's, he's athletic. You can see that by the way he played in college, and he can make a lot of big-time throws. And so uh, they have a great offense over there. They have a great team over there. So uh, it'll be a great challenge for us to go up uh, going up against them this week. In the early film study for this game, how aware do you have to be of just Trevon Diggs and where he is at, at each play? Yeah, for sure. I mean, he's, he's. I mean, when you make, have that many interceptions, that means you you know what's going on. You you have an understanding of what the offense is trying to do. Um, so you definitely have that the eye, have an eye on him at all times because he's gonna wait for his opportunity. And, he, and usually, when he gets his hand, hands on it, he's, he ends up making the catch. So uh, definitely a great player. Um, someone you have to pay attention to on every single snap um, and try to find ways that you can uh, have success in either other places or on him in certain areas. Patrick, was that defense that you guys saw on Sunday sort of the, the first? One that was different, I guess, this season. Um, in a in a in a sense, um, I think it still had the same principles. I mean, people were talking about it being a single single safety middle defense, but it, I mean, if you really 
know the ins and outs of that defense. It plays a lot like too high. Um, so, uh, I mean, we've, we've had trouble with that defense in the past. Um, and so we, we, we found ways to just kind of be patient. It's the same thing, had to be patient early. And then when they played some man coverage later in the game, we, we hit some big shots. So, I mean, it was different because it didn't start off with too high. But uh, in a sense, I mean, that's what they were trying to get to. And, and so for us, we just executed better this last game. Do you still feel like what, what you guys were able to execute can, can translate when you, when you revert back to some of these defenses that you yeah, I mean, I think it's a it's a battle. I mean, every single week. I mean, obviously, uh, I'm sure that they're going to do some different type of too high stuff, but they'll have try to have mix ups too. They're not going to sit back and give us the exact same coverage every single time. I mean, they're going to try to find ways to to confuse me and to confuse this offense. And so we have to make in game adjustments um, and still take what's there. And then whenever the shots do present itself, we have to hit those. We've been asking about the chemistry with the offensive line since training camp, but at least these last couple weeks, you seem comfortable there. Have you seen that evolution continue with those guys? And obviously this last week and a half or so has been with Wiley at, at the right side. How has that come along for you? Yeah, I mean, it, they've gotten better and better each and every week. I mean, you would expect it. They've always had the talent. Um, but you, whenever you're in offensive line, it takes playing together. It takes going through adversity together. It takes going through great times together. And so you've seen that. They've gotten better and better each and every week, and they have the talent. I mean, every, every single one of those guys. And then when you add in a guy like Wiley, who I've played with a, a while now, he's a guy that's going to battle. He's going to fight to the very end. And you saw that this last week when he got, went up against a really good defensive end and, and held his own. So, I mean, uh, I have all the trust in the world in those guys up front, and they're going to keep getting better as the season goes. What about specifically Creed, obviously having to be in the middle of that offensive line? Andy just mentioned all the stuff that gets dumped on a young center. Mm -hmm. What's different from him right now from week one? Yeah, I mean, I think he just feels more comfortable. I mean, he, he's played good the entire season. Uh, but uh, I think the more you see, that he's seen more and more defenses. He's seen more and more pressures and blitzes, and he understands what we're trying to do as an offense. Uh, that center position is kind of like the quarterback. You get more comfortable the more snaps that you get. Um, and so uh, he, he now he can kind of let his talent uh, be shown. Um, he can go out there and be who he is because he has a, a comfortability with the offense. How surprising is it to you that, that he is able to grasp all that as a, as a rookie? Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, that, that he's uh, he started a lot at Oklahoma. Uh, he started a lot, I'm sure, in high school. Um, and he came in with the mindset of he wanted to, to, be, to be the best that he could possibly be for this team. Uh, so when you have guys that work hard every single day um, and take in everything, I mean, there are going to be a certain few mistakes here and there, but if they learn from it, don't make the same mistake twice, um, they can be uh, great players. Patrick, you mentioned Bouchelle this weekend with the, the video. Then he tries to, the Cardinals tried to apparently poach him, and now he's on the 53. What does it mean uh, to him to, to kind of get that? And what did you see that, that led you to believe he deserved that kind of call-up? Yeah, I mean, he, he puts in the work every single day. I mean, he, he's a guy that, I mean, he he's has a lot of energy. I mean, that, that role, when you're not playing a lot that first year, you can kind of lose and you can kind of be lazy. And, I mean, he hasn't shown that. He's in every single day with us, me and Chad, uh, getting in and learning as much as possible. I had to tell Cliff to stay away from my guy. Um, but so, uh, I mean, he's someone that he, he puts in the work, and he, he deserved this opportunity, and I'm, glad, I'm happy for him. Patrick, uh, earlier today, Coach McCarthy said he's going to be having his team work the scramble drill a lot more this week because they're playing you. When you hear that, does that make you say, all right, I'm going to sit in pocket or I'm still going to continue to do what I do? Yeah, I mean, I'm going to continue to do what I, what I do. I, I haven't scrambled as much this year. Um, but, uh, I mean, it's always been a part of our game. Um, but, uh, I mean, they have a great scrambling quarterback, too. So I'm sure they've seen it a lot in, in preseason and, and training camp and all that different type of stuff. So, uh, uh, for me, it's just taking what the defense gives me. And then when, if I need to scramble, make a play happen, I'll try to do that. Patrick, uh, I know there's a lot of factors about determining where the ball goes. I think it's just kind of how the flow of the game, honestly. I mean, we go into each and every game. We have certain plays called for certain guys. 
Um, but when, until you get out there and see what the defense is presenting you, uh, you, you don't necessarily know who's going to get the football. And so that's what we try to emphasize to all these receivers and all these tight ends and running backs is uh, we go into the game having a game plan, but it, it can change in an instant. You have to be able to make adjustments. You have to be able to, to run routes uh, to get other people open, and I think our guys do that. Mike, uh, knowing how competitive uh, Dak is in every regard, um, what do you, what's your sense of how he's approaching this first game against the Chiefs with all the attention Mahomes and Oh, I would just say he's looking forward to it. I mean, this is a this is a big challenge. Uh, we you know we look at this as two excellent teams uh, coming together. I mean, if I was a fan, I'd, this is a game I'd watch on Sunday. So, uh, especially with both quarterbacks. Uh, so, I mean, he's just dialed into the the game plan part of it today. This is our you know our heavy lifting day. So, uh, but I know come Sunday he'll be he'll be excited to get there and compete. Since it's game ten, is it possible to make too much of this game? I mean, does it matter what I think? I mean, it's you know, yeah, no, I I think it's important. I mean, it's you know, they're they're playing very well this past month. Uh, we we want to build off of you know what we accomplished you know in our in our last victory. So I mean, that's really the keeping the focus tight. You know, we want to you know make sure we're focused on. Playing our game, uh, playing our, you know, our play style and those types of things. And so, yeah, I, I think when you get to the end, you know, the journey, you know, you may look back on this game and there may definitely be some relevance to it. Mike, what do you think that the key to the Chiefs improving on defense the last three games? I think they're both. I think just like a lot of teams, um, you know, you have different reasons for doing different things early in the year. I mean, September football is always a challenge. I, you know, it, you're coming out of training camp and, you know, you're coming off of a new CBA. I mean, there's, there's just a lot of different things that go into how you start the season. Um, so, uh, but I, I think clearly, you know, you can see the last four weeks that they've, they've settled into how they want to play schematically. How is Ingram health? Oh, another pass rusher. Yeah, I mean, it's good player. I think he's, you know, as far as how they're, they're rolling him in there. And, you know, we obviously have to go back and pay attention, particularly some of the Pittsburgh tape. So, yeah, I mean, definitely have a lot of respect for him and his career. Well, Talk about time in Green Bay. What kind of stands out to you about an Andy Reid coached football team? Well, I mean, you know, Andy and his teams were always tough, uh, you know, always big offensive lines. Uh, schematically going to challenge you. So, um, you know, Andy's always played an aggressive style of play going back to, you know, even back to Philadelphia, you know, with Jimmy Johnson and that defense. And you can see Spags' history, uh, Steve's history with, with Jimmy Johnson. You can still see some of the, the you know, the concepts that uh, really Jimmy brought into this league, uh, or I know it was my first experience competing against, you know, some of the pressures. So, um, you know, it's, They'll be ready to play. It'll be a great environment. And um, like I said yesterday, they're extremely well coached. I think we got to start the pros in Kansas City. Just going down memory lane, what are your thoughts about? Love Kansas City. Have a lot of love for Kansas City. You know, uh, friends there. Uh, spent a lot of time there. You know, went to college right outside of Kansas City. My daughter, Alex, oldest daughter, went to the University of Kansas. So um, have great respect for the Hunt family and, you know, the Kansas City Chiefs organization. So it's first class.
with you about Jack's leadership and Zeke's leadership, but how has their friendship impacted the way they lead this team, and what have you seen from their relationship? It's a special relationship. Um, I, mean, I would say it's on the level of brothers. I mean, they, they do. I mean, they're together a lot. They laugh a lot together. Um, you know, they push each other. You know, they, they warm up uh, together. So it's – and you can see the connection that they have on the field. So obviously two excellent, great young football players, but I, I definitely their bond will go far, far beyond the football field. Have you been around players with such a bond before? I don't know. This definitely ranks up there. Yeah, I, that's, that's, that's a, a good, great question. So they give it up for Todd. Huh? No. Uh, but uh, – yeah, there you go. So no, I, it's 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 definitely a special relationship. But you see that right away. I mean, that's that's something that was that jumped off, you know, jumped out right away uh, when I arrived here last year. Is there a moment in meetings or in a game that stands out that you feel like illustrates what their relationship is? A lot of laughter, a lot of moments. So yeah, they're uh, they're, they're very close. As always, if you have any thoughts on the show, make sure to hit us up on Twitter at The Chiefs Wire. I'm Ed Easton Jr. Catch us next week.